Guys, hello. It's uh, welcome to the third episode of Utopia to Me. Um, yeah, with me, Chris Locke, your host. And uh, man, I love that intro song uh, by Drew Smith. Thanks so much again, Drew, if you're checking out these podcasts. Um, this. Thanks so much to everyone who's been listening to the uh, the other podcasts so far. The first two, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. And that's really nice because uh, these are a lot of fun to make. And I hope we get to make a lot. Um, today's episode is really awesome. I'm happy for our guest. Uh, I'm happy that he to have him on. I'm happy for him too. You know, like he has a good life. But I'm also ha- I was happy to get him on. Um, it's James Hartnett. But before I in- get to the uh, interview, I just want to tell you guys listening one thing. Every time I clean my room, there's this. Uh, and uh, my wife can attest to this, too. There's a folded blue and white Nautica shirt, golf shirt, on a chair. And you know why it's on a chair and I never put it in my dresser? Because I don't really like it. So I kind of, I'm not going to wear it again, I don't think. I, I kind of just keep it on the chair so it doesn't become lost in my dresser. And then I have it forever. What it was was uh, we were in Tampa. No, we were in Naples, Florida. In March, and, you know, we went to this, like, winter's there. Have you been to Naples? Oh, my God. It's just old white people that uh, live in a fantasy land uh, smothered in golf courses and alligators. And, uh, like, lobster and and, uh, fresh seafood, which is, that part's pretty good, actually. But anyways, spoiled, rotten, old, rich people. And then we went there, we went to this winter's there. And I was like, I need a new shirt. And that was the best one I could find, this damn Nautica blue and white striped golf shirt. But when I put it on, man, I look like a cop in retirement. Like, look at me. Uh, Don't have to – I got out of the fray, and now I'm just going to bask in the rays. You know what I mean? And I don't want to look like that yet. Not yet. And so, anyways, why I bring bring this up is because anyone who's listening in Toronto – because I won't mail it, but if someone wants this – it's a blue and white striped Nautica golf shirt. It is. The colors are nice. It just doesn't suit me that well. If you bump into me at a comedy show or something in the next little while, be like, man, I'll have that Nautica shirt, and then I will give it to you. It's large, okay? Because, like, if you see me before, I need large, all right? Um, so, yeah, that's it. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sick of seeing this shirt on my chair. And I'm not putting it in my dresser. So let me know if you want a blue and white striped Nautica golf shirt from Naples, Florida. Land of milk and honey. Um, with that out of the way, we're going to get to talking about other utopias. We're going to build a utopian world with James Hartnett. Super hilarious. Old friend of mine. Laugh Sabbath. Original comedian. All kinds of stuff. Blowing up. Writing everywhere. You'll see. We'll talk about it. But he's awesome. Please enjoy. The one thing I worry about with drinking... Uh green tea the whole time is that I don't want us to get on a roll and then I have to pee. <laughs> Speeds up your metabolism. 
That's that. Uh, I didn't know that. You drink a lot of tea, right? I do. I drink. Uh, I mean, we're talking maybe five cups a day. Black, red rose. Um, that's pretty intense. Yeah, I, I pretty. I sort of feel like I'm pretty much high. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, since you don't really get high. No. So I get so wired on the tea, but yeah. it helps with writing and stuff. It does. It makes your brain move a lot faster, eh? <laughs> I've noticed that. I drink about a <clears throat> bucket of green tea. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> I drink a tea pot with a basket of loose leaf green tea. Mm. That gives me a lot of power. Mm, I can I tell. bet. I bet. Yeah. Well, uh, you just made a juice for me, and that was... There's some power in you your feel, veins. Yeah, you feel like... Uh, you do feel powerful after you've eaten it. Yes, ladies drink, and gentlemen, drink, I drink, just want to, whoever's listening, this is the Utopia to Me podcast, uh, and I'm your host, Chris Locke, and you are listening to your guest today, James Hartnett. Hey, everybody. Hey, he's talking about the power of juice, uh, juice I made him, beets, ginger, carrot, that's it, but it feels so good, gives you so much power, and James is a really hilarious Canadian live performing comedian, TV writer comedian, and TV actor comedian, and now a really funny comedian on podcasts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, thanks for coming on Utopia to Me, James. <laughs> I'm I always like going to say it like that. <laughs> I um, read it like that, and I have to say it like that. Great. Um, actually, it was good. I, I saw that you had a picture of um, Robert De Niro in Taxi, and then, then I got it. <laughs> oh, uh, Jeremy Woodcock made that for me. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't my idea, but I will say, interestingly enough, the idea was Kathleen Phillips's idea. Your wife? And she said it, yeah, she said it like De Niro. When we were talking on the phone oh. one time, she was away, and I was walking talking on the phone with her, trying to think of a name for this podcast, and she goes, Utopia to me? <laughs> <laughs> And that is, so that is the origin. There you That's go. That's great. Third episode, origin story. Well, thanks for having me on. No problem. I'm uh, really excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, yeah, so tea, we've got tea going on. We had some <laughs> fresh vegetable juice. Any of this kind of peaking your idea of what kind of, <laughs> like, have you, but you knew the, the what the podcast is about. Have you thought about what your perfect utopian world would look like to any degree at all yet, or are we going to build it from scratch? Here's today? one thing I thought of driving in the car. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I plugged in my iPod, and the song I had it set to for was Higher Love by Steve Winwood. So good. Bring me a higher love. Yeah. Da-na-na-na-na-na. That's a great song. And then yeah. I was sort of like, then I was trying to think about, oh, what? What would my what could I have for the utopia? And then I thought I really like that kind of like corny music. I know you do. It gives me like you really this like really good feeling. Yeah. So you I really like heartfelt, soulful singers of the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Yeah. And so, so I so twenty four seven in your <laughs> utopian world. Well, what I was thinking was maybe it, in this say city or whatever mm-hmm. there would be um. Well, there would be like maybe their nightclubs would would wouldn't be sort of like sexy based. Yeah. Like I feel like here they're like revolve around being sexy. Yeah. Sexy song. I it's mean, important. Yeah, and like Well, it's important here. I don't know why, yeah, but 
Yeah. <laughs> I think in my my place, yeah. It would be more like that kind of stuff. Phil Collins. So really sincere men. Yeah. Pouring their, <laughs> pouring their heart out to beautiful ladies. Yeah. In a, in a decently lit club. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me a higher love. Yeah. Two uh, gin and sodas, please. <laughs> one for the lady and uh, one for me. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So you really like a genuine sincerity, a polite... I, I threw in the word polite there just because I know you personally and I think you're... You're the you could be a definition of an ultra polite Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> you say that's so disappointed. Uh, I yeah. wish I wasn't. I don't know where it comes from. You want an edge, eh? Yeah. Sometimes I think it's awkwardness because I'm I'm not the best so, sometimes socially, yeah. and I try to be nice. But yeah. then sometimes you end up in weird situations, trying to be nice. Like I'm so ready to be like, oh okay, or yeah. oh, <laughs> and I misunderstand what they meant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone will say something and I'll laugh trying to be polite thinking it's a joke that wasn't funny and then they're they're not joking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and then you're like, I oh, I just relax. Bad news. Well, just before my wife left here, just a the listener doesn't know, but she just left to catch a plane to Halifax. <laughs> she forgot something in the house and she opened oh, the no. door and the door almost hit you. And she said, "Oh, I'm sorry," but you said, "Oh no, I'm sorry." <laughs> Now, why would you be sorry in that situation? I don't know. I guess I thought, it's your house. I shouldn't be standing right by the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You come over here and you stand in front of the door. Um, no, it's totally fine. Yeah, you're ultra polite. So I picture, I do kind of get, so first thing with your utopian world is you dove right down into the sort of like mating like courting mm-hmm. aspect, yeah, yeah, of men and women, yeah, in this utopian. What 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 does the what does it visually look like aesthetically? What kind of landscape are we looking at here? Just here, to, I've, I have weirdly been thinking of it, yeah. like of a place, okay, kind of like uh, you know, <laughs> ancient Rome, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, ancient Rome, like like all uh, nice weather <laughs> and like all this uh, open land and then you know open like gazebos white uh, mar- you know white uh, plaster gazebos everywhere but instead of the hedonistic yeah. caligula style <laughs> uh roman orgies mm. you just have a lot of super polite men <laughs> are they wearing togas <laughs> no i don't think so because i don't uh i look bad in shorts i have skinny okay. legs so they're wearing slacks. Yeah, they're all wearing, uh, you know, khakis or jeans. Like Gap? Yeah, that's right. Clothes from the Gap? Yeah, or Top Shop. Gap or Top Shop, Ancient Rome. Yeah. <laughs> what do the women look like? Um, <laughs> well, uh, hmm, what do the women look like? Well, I'm friends in the... The women I'm friends with in the Utopia look like all kinds of things. Okay. And the women I date are, you know, sexy, you know, often dark haired, uh, seems to be a thing I go for. I like that a lot. So you have a differentiation. It's like, if you want to be my friend and you're female, no problem. Yeah. Look look however you like. That is your choice. Very, very nice, kind, diplomatic. But if I'm going to date you, this is, we're shaping a super specific vixen here. Pretty much. Yeah. So you agree with vixen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but who knows? Like, I mean, maybe one of the norm, like the women who cho- who 
are free to look whoever they like. Yeah. Maybe we become friends and then, you know, we learn, get feelings for each other. But, yeah, maybe there'd be some vixens. And Keep then, a couple of the whatever-looking ones on hold. Yeah. <laughs> for however it works out at the club that night. Yeah. And in the in the utopia, all of my male friends, mm-hmm. they're all like, hmm. <laughs> maybe they all are all married to women outside the utopia, so there's no competition? Wow. Interesting. So <laughs> what that makes me wonder is... Why are they coming to your utopia? No, you know what? That's not right because that's kind of weird. I'm not like I'm not like. Uh, it makes me sound like I'm. It's funny. Like, it's uh, like they're going to work. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, we got a. Sorry, honey. They kiss them on the cheek. I'm going to James's world for a bit. No, I take that back because that makes I'll me sound like Warren after. Jeffress or whatever the who like a polygamist or something. Um, oh yeah, you I know take that part a back. polygamist by name? Is he famous? <laughs> Is he from yeah, Utah? The, the guy, yeah, one of the really bad guys in Utah. Oh, really? Uh, Warren Jeffries? Yeah, maybe I've read about it. I usually get stressed about those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. For being <laughs> dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I yeah. assume. <clears throat> yeah, well, no. It's, you, the thing is, is you're not saying I'm going to amass a million wives. I just... You're going to have the option. So it's not as like... Yeah. You know, I'm not being greedy, I, but it is kind of interesting. You know, you know what? Here's what I like. All my friends there are, are like... Which is actually exactly what it's like here. Like, supportive of, like, you should go talk to, yeah. uh, you know, Helen or whatever. Exactly. You might miss, um, you might actually miss the competition a bit because. Yeah, you're right. Be because good. then, yeah, it's like you almost need that to get, like, spurred into action, right? Yeah. You see a guy with, like, terrible, huge, curly red hair. <laughs> Talking to the girl you like, and you're like, that, there's no way he's getting her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what do you think? No, yeah, I completely take that previous point back. Um, people are free to be, you know, date each other, and, uh, you know, men there are free to talk to the vixen women, right. as well as the friend women. Well, uh, if there's going to be a lot of vixen women, I mean... Yeah, you're right. You're not going to be after them... All of them each night. You're going to set your sights <laughs> I on. I probably will just date one for, like, years. Well. Or. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you can make it up. I guess that's true. You don't even have to date. Whoa. I don't know why you're making yourself date all of a sudden. Yeah, right. <laughs> hmm. This isn't this world. This is your perfect world. Right, Do you right. want one perfect woman by your side the whole time? I don't know. I don't know. See, there's a part of you that likes the hunt. And you like mm. the... You want to sing. You want to hear Steve Winwood in a mm-hmm. nice club at night and kind of survey the land, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess... I guess so. I guess I do. I think because I'm single in real life, mm-hmm. I'm... And I had been in relationships for a long time. I'm mm-hmm. still readjusting... How yeah. I, what I even want. So your mind so th- is full single is, mode. This part is hard for me to even fully know. Oh, yeah. I'm you're still... in single mode like crazy. I guess. Bring me a higher love. <laughs> in the real world, by the way, there is no soft rock dating nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> is there? No. I would love that. I went, yeah, to, uh, I know. I went to 751 Queen. Mm-hmm. And they played Gowan, uh, Strange Animal. Oh, my God. And I was like, this is the best. Did you let loose? Yeah. 
If there's Americans listening, Gowan is kind of like, what would you call Gowan? Canada's... Oh, God. Steve Winwood? No. Oh, he's sort of he's like... Weirder. Uh, like, I know he's Getty from the 80s. Canadian, but like a lamer Getty Lee? Like Getty Lee in a different... Yeah. Have you heard this song? You're a strange animal. <laughs> That's what I know. Yeah. Does he say no? Yeah. And That's then he goes, so weird. Womanus spiritus. Like in Latin or something? <laughs> He also does... Uh, You're a strange animal. That's what I know. <laughs> it's so funny that he knows that. He also does... Um, These moonlight desires the haunt me. The, well, well, harmony. Did you do it? Want me. Yeah. They want, want me. me. They want, want me. me. Something like that. Yeah. These moonlight desires haunt me. You know what I'd like? They want me. <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, that was my favorite when I was a kid. Oh, what band that, was he in that, in the seventies? I think he uh, <clears throat> he was in he was in a big sticks after maybe but no that maybe was after that was like way after Gowan. I think that was when Sticks was like, "What's another old man that could come on the road with us?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Gowan was in like a popular Canadian band in the seventies. Like, really? I think so, but not like Chilliwack or something. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, something like that though. Another thing I, I I'd like to do. Okay, speaking sorry. of music and all that, but wait at this okay, bar when they put on Gowan, mm. I just want a good comparison for if for American listeners, who would be the American equivalent to Gowan? Um, well, maybe the band Yes, because yeah. they the guy from Yes duets on Moonlight Desires. They do, yeah. Or just like interesting Journey, but if Journey was Journey with Rush's like cool factor. Like so, okay. I was gonna say, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, like that kind of. Uh, he's sort of like a mystical white guy. <laughs> like yeah. he he has uses a lot of native in- imagery. Yeah, he like meditates, but also drinks Labatt Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like rural, kind of a rural Ontario kind of guy. Yeah, who's into they haunt me mysticism and stuff. Yeah, totally. But yeah. only when it's convenient. Like, <laughs> only when a chick's around. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you could, your aura is driving me wild. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm really... I feel bad now for... Because I know Gowan is going to listen to this. <laughs> Lawrence Gowan. Yeah. <laughs> um, my friend my friend and I had, like, a bit of a joke about Gowan. Like, you know, when you have... You kind of joke that you're... It's like a joke band you both like, kind of. Yeah. And he used to work at Starbucks, and Gowan came in, and Gowan gave him a signed pick. Oh, my God. Where is it? He still has it. It's probably worth a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't play with it. No, yeah, you could... Sometimes that happens. You play with them, you lose them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so... In real life... Yeah. Hearing the music you like at a club really made you go nuts but i'm not good at dancing really i was talking to our friend david yeah you're really like, good at singing thanks and he's That's like so funny that you're good at singing and not dancing and it's funny because on stage sometimes i do stuff where i have to dance and i can completely do it like kind of joking around yeah but then when i'm like at a bar or whatever and i see like some woman dancing i can't do it i can't do it like, I, I can't move my body that way. I start thinking... I get too self-conscious. Well, I'm married. You know that, right? Yeah. And it's because I can dance. <laughs> so you're talking about it with David? 
Yeah. Dean Porter. He's like, I want, I want you to l- just be passionate and not think about it. He was trying to get me to dance, but I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be passionate yeah. and not think. Of- I love that. Yeah. Because yeah, that's so nice of him. It to was be nice. your like mentor for dancing. It was nice. Sometimes DDP, that's what we call our friend David Dean Porter, who's also a comedian that'll be on the show soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reaches out in a neat, unique kindness, uh, like a mentor to help his friend. Oh yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's not always like that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually he's busy, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, that's very nice that he said that. Uh, I I kind of agree with him, you know. I know. Maybe Gotta in feel the, it. Maybe in the utopia. Oh God. I'd probably one of the public jobs would be someone to help me find that. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like you in your utopian world, you can't. It's not like you can just dance yeah. now. <laughs> you still have to take lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone but it wouldn't even mean lessons like no here's how you move your, yeah holy shit maybe gown oh my god <laughs> it's gown for sure yeah all the all the like 80 singers who i like all come and like it's like i walk into this big room and there's all these like a, a level up there's all these chairs it's kind of like uh, like intimidating and it's like steve winwood in a chair gown in a chair mm-hmm. phil collins in a chair um, yeah, guys like that, come up. Yeah. and then I walk in and like kneel in front of them, and they one of them is like rise, and then I stand up, <laughs> and then they through like for like hours a day help me access, um, you know, letting go. I love it and cutting loose. Yeah, that's really nice of them. Yeah, I picture like for some reason. Well, I guess it's ancient Rome, but I pictured it being a pretty nice dance floor, <laughs> like hardwood with the sheen on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So your feet squeak a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're dancing in front of your guys. I pe- <laughs> <laughs> As they sit in their like thrones, like <laughs> expressionlessly, expressionlessly yeah. watching me <laughs> you're, dance for hours. You're dancing so hard for the approval of Steve Winwood <laughs> and Phil Collins. Well, <laughs> what do you think? Like all out of breath. Yeah, and like Needs if they work. don't react at all, yeah, yeah, that means I have to keep coming back. But one day... But you know what? They love you because you created this world. So mm. I'm sure they have good intentions. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they care about you mm-hmm. and they want you to look the best dancing in front of these women. <laughs> can, I just, <laughs> can I just... get? I want to go back to that actually now that you're getting dancing lessons and <laughs> loosening up. <laughs> I want to go back to what these vixens uh-huh. specifically might look like because but, you, you sort of described them, the sexy, well, but... In the past, I guess, I, I a lot of the girls I've seen maybe look sort of similar. Not intentionally, yeah. but just the way it's happened. But now, I don't even know. Now, like, I, I'm not sure. So this is like a real changing thing in my mind and life. That's why in your so, utopian world, you don't want to be tied up yet because you're still in your your mind right now in real life. You're trying to figure out which one's really getting you going, right? And no it's not idea. just looks, too, right? That's of superficial, course, obviously. There's Yeah. Okay, then let's... Uh, That's why I left open, though, to the friend girls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the ones with the personality. Yeah. <laughs> No. No, you could make 
you could like this is what I'm talking about, I and I know that the women. I'm still trying to, to learn do... about what this podcast, what the <laughs> ramifications are as well. <laughs> Parameters, I mean, right? But like, uh you can design like, and then when I have women on or whoever, like your perfect mate, like personality wise, right. like that could be a part of it too. Like, you don't have to be true. like. So far, I'm starting to feel weird though mm. about my my like. Like I start, I'm starting to feel like I should just let the women be free in the utopia. I'm starting to feel <laughs> I didn't weird. know they were like. Well, I'm only letting up. certain in, and they're like you know not allowed to speak to men. Well, you've made two. <laughs> I, feel, I feel really creepy. Yeah, well, you've made two groups for sure, distinct groups. I and think I'm just one is let... looking at the other one, like oh look at her. I think I'm just letting the women. All the citizens be free, and they don't have to. Well, that's very kind of. This you. is like when you play a video game, and you can play it yeah. mean or good. I always yeah. play good and feel guilty, like killing, you know, innocent. You talking about like, like Skyrim or something? Or, oh, okay. I don't play a lot of video games. I know you do, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> oh, sorry. He doesn't play a lot, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, when he can find time between uh, dancing lessons, dancing and, and working out. So. It's a weird kind of like even with a video game you have this sort of like I felt guilty with karma like you yeah. you want to well I just I you I, want the good to come back to you somehow or no or you just want to give out those intentions to the world whether it's a video game or the real world I think I just feel bad okay so <laughs> you just feel bad no with with uh yeah killing killing people but in a video game where it's not a real world why do you still feel bad i don't know <laughs> yeah that's like, what i'm getting at i don't know you're right you're right i guess i should just kill everybody i was talking to tim Polly, our friend and he was like oh yeah i play grand theft auto and just run over everybody and i was like oh <laughs> yeah well, i guess that's the way and to then do he it. just stared into his bowl of soup for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah no that's how most people play grand theft auto right i don't play it um unfortunately i just you know what i am not trying to come across as like an anti-video game guy or i'm too cool for it i just don't have a i forget to buy the latest gaming system but I want one, especially so I can get Netflix on my TV. Oh, and then I would great. watch movies of everyone getting killed, oh, which I do Netflix. a lot. Yeah. You know, I just watched Con Air for the first time you mentioned today. That. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That and Air Force One were in, like, Face Off for real movies, I think, of from when I was about 14 or 15. Face Off. It's so weird how, like, Nick Nicolas Cage just got into these ginormous uh, yeah. action flicks. He was an action star. Yeah. And he's so funny in Con Air because he's so one-note sincere and he's got long hillbilly hair and big <laughs> muscles and a wife beater on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I remember the on. scene where he w- went to prison and he's like yeah. an army guy and some yeah. total, like the most absurd over-the-top asshole is like being mean to his beautiful wife. Yeah. It's so over-the-top. like, back off. And like yeah. <laughs> does an insane punch like uh, Guile from Street Fighter Two or something. Oh yeah, and the guy yeah, he dies. Breaks his nose. He puts the guy's nose bone into his brain. Yeah, I just watched it. Oh yeah, yeah, right in there. And then he's like, "I have to get home to see my daughter. It's her birthday." You know, it's all does like he noble. He's end? very noble. Like, you want me he... to ruin it for everybody? Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's from nineteen ninety five. Yeah. He makes it. 
But everything's great. Wait, was he going to get out guy. of jail? Was that the story? He's he was on the getting plane? out of jail, but then oh, he just okay. happened to be on Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> With John Malkovich and a ton of other creeps. And Steve Buscemi is like... A real creep. The biggest creep. But look at him. He's a shrimp. But he's got the best part of the ending of the movie. Like, all of them get killed in Las Vegas, except for Nicolas Cage and his friend. And then you think that's over. You don't know, really see what happens to Steve Buscemi. Then you see dice roll down like a, a craps table. And the the uh, the guy goes, feeling lucky tonight, sir? And then it pans up and it's Steve Buscemi in a nice suit with a beautiful girl. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Like how Steve Buscemi would say it. I don't remember this, but I feel like... He's like, yes, I feel very lucky. <laughs> Wink at the camera. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember this, but I feel like in the movie, when the con airplane lands, some big tough criminal steps out and rubs his hands and says something like, this is going to be fun or something like that. Yeah. The whole movie's like that. Yeah. The whole movie is like... It's home so, sweet home. It's so funny because when, when we were watching those movies as teenagers, I don't think we got like the silliness, like yeah. almost like the... Actors know it's camp because it's like big budget camp, right? Yeah, Armageddon. Are you oh, kidding me? God, just so over the top. Uh, that was cheese. I hate that. Do you remember? Bunch of cool dudes walking in slow motion to go land on a <laughs> meteorite. <laughs> remember uh, when, like the the I Amer- don't really remember. Oh, there's but... one really corny part where the Amer- like a tough American astronaut has, pulls a gun. Yeah, and then the like the minor guy goes, "Why do you have a gun in space?" Like yeah, didn't really really funny yeah, but it was <laughs> like meant to be that was went, meant to be haunting. Like something is really wrong here. You have a gun in space. Like it's a message about America's gun control <laughs> in the well, movie Armageddon. Like, what was the government's intentions on this mission? Oh, um, bringing a gun to space. They were going to kill the miners. Well, that's the. I think that's what they're throwing out there. If they got out of hand, like if they did not cooperate with the <laughs> I mission, guess, I guess. Now, why do you have a gun in space? <laughs> <laughs> who says that? Oh, no. Uh, the bald, sort of pathetic miner whose wife left him and he's trying to impress her. Now, answer me this. <laughs> yeah. I am a regular Joe. <laughs> why do you have a gun in space? Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy's like, just get out of the damn ship. <laughs> Everybody do their part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, those are really, really, really weird movies. But what I like about them is that they, maybe they were more self-aware about how hilarious they were than I knew at the time. Like, maybe I took them more as face value as a kid. And now I can see the irony and the silliness in, like, their behavior. I hope that's the case because they're ridiculous. Mm. Like all that little bunch, like Face Off and Con Air, oh, and The Rock. Face Off like is that. so stupid. Face Off is so fun. The, yeah. yeah, the 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 criminal's brother. Yeah, it in the in it doesn't a, know after, it's not him. Well, no, even worse. After the faces switch, <laughs> yeah, and the, the criminal's like, no brother is like, and the yeah. bodies switch. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like the bodies yeah. are totally fitting. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 so the the criminal is actually so the the the. The policeman with the criminal's face is in prison. Yeah. And the criminal's brother is like, something's different about you. And, like, comes to the conclusion <laughs> that they must, 
that switched faces. Yeah, pretty much. That is my brother's face, <laughs> but that's not my brother. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's what you would, you know. Yeah, if, you're, if, so, like, if your friend is acting weird. Yeah, not even Sherlock Holmes mm. would suggest the faces have been switched. <laughs> <laughs> like it's never been done before. There's no news articles yeah. about it. And the bad guy's name was Caster Troy. Yeah. What a name. What is that? That's... Oh, I don't know. For some reason, that sounds like something else. Castor Troy. Maybe I'm thinking of Castor Oil. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. now, I, I know you're going to be at these clubs, and they're going to be playing the jams you like. There's going to mm. be vixens and also nice women with women personalities. Women are free, yeah. Women are free <laughs> to um, graze these clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's nice. You and a bunch of guys are hanging out. No competition. Everything's... Well, no, I've changed that. There is competition. There is, well, like, life. you know what I mean, like, I'm but not... there's no ill will towards, like, hey, may the best man win. Yeah, yeah. Um, your dancing lessons are going well. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Winwood, Gowan, and Phil Collins are monitoring that. Yeah. Trying to, these three, they watch these three the old white men from the <laughs> 80s are trying to inject soul into you. <laughs> they watch, when I'm at these dance clubs, they watch me from their chamber on like a huge screen. Yeah. And then they, can I ask you, is there a cloud of smoke that sort of hovers around the screen? Yeah, yeah. It's actually like a, like in the Minority like, Report, they use their hand to wipe it. Oh, cool. Off kind of thing. For a second, I was thinking of like an oracle's vision, yeah, in mm. like steam or smoke. You know I'm not I mean? sure if it's magical or super technological. Right. One of the two. What if they're mm. looking at? They're monitoring you from a crystal ball. Too much. Too small, uh, right? Too small. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a big screen. Okay, mm. I like that. Maybe no, I like pool. that. There's a modern HD Minority Report style screen in your. Yeah, uh, and they, in they never have any. Exp- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they never have any expression. And they never right. speak. No, they don't have to anymore because they've done it all. Yeah, and like uh, maybe like um, a, a guy sort of like instructs me their instructions, and they just watch. Oh, uh, okay. Blankly, I like that. Maybe What's, you, me? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'll be there. Yeah, I would love it. I would just love the space of the ancient Rome setup. I like that. Mm. I need that kind of space. I don't really like how cramped you are in the city sometimes. Yeah, but it's not about me. What I wanted to ask was. That sounds sort of like work still because you're trying, you're dating, you're trying mm. to pick up ladies to meet ladies and dance with them and have. <laughs> but what else do you do for fun when it's just you time in this uh, okay. utopian world? What do I do for fun? Because we were just talking about like these classic 80s action movies. Like, right. do you watch movies? Do you read books? Well, that's interesting. Do you go for, I know you like to go for runs, right? You'll so still exercise. I do like going for runs. So, and I like yeah. fall. So maybe it's always fall. Oh, I love that. And Seriously. it's always like 15 degrees Celsius. Yeah. 15 like to eight, 14. Nice autumn 12 breeze. 12 to 18. Autumn breezes. I'm jogging all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> I like, you yeah. know what I like? On City TV, at, sure. they used to show like 80s-ish movies. Yeah. And they all have this funny aesthetic where like, it's like high school kids in the suburbs. Like, mm-hmm. and, like I John Hughes movies? Kind of. And yeah. there's something I like about that vibe. So do you want your high top sneakers tongue to go over your jeans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tucked in polo shirts? Yeah. 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 So maybe or that's gap or top, on. man. Yeah. I um, like that. Well, those always kind of have an autumn vibe too, right? Because a lot of them are about back to school. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm picturing 16 Candles and... Uh, yeah. 
you know, uh, Breakfast Club. Weird actually, Science. Weird Science was great. Isn't it funny how wild the party gets? Yeah. I remember I kept rewinding and playing forward the scene where the woman flies out the chimney naked. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. Yeah, when you're young, um, you know, when you try to pause scenes when, you know, a woman's naked or find them in a in a video. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Oh, there's websites devoted to finding those exact frames. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, American Hustle was on the movie channel the other night, and you can see Amy Adams' boob for two seconds, and I just thought, I bet you that's all over the internet. Oh, I'm just sure. that one split second of footage. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> anyway, she's really pretty. But yeah, so you're gonna have a collection of videos of the nude scenes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, Can I say one thing about Weird Science? Please do. The main guy, Wiley or whatever? Was his yeah, name? the dark-haired guy? Where's that guy? Good point. Everyone's like, what happened to Anthony Michael Hall? What happened to that guy? Uh, yeah, forget Anthony Michael Hall. What about his friend? Anthony Michael Hall has got really weird. Well, he still makes movies. He's just a big normal guy See now. him in Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, he was a tough bully. But I feel like it's... But he's a news reporter in like The Dark Knight, too. Oh, weird. It's weird how it's not uh that weird. It's, okay. <laughs> it's weird how though he was like the biggest nerd. Like he's like Michael Cera or something of the eighties, sort of. Ah, uh, worse, yeah. Michael but Cera's imagine Michael Cera gains like a hundred pounds and like but I almost feel like he yeah. was tired of being like called the nerd. It totally makes sense, man. If you're like the ner- like the scrawny nerd mm. in all these movies and then you can't live it down outside of the movies. Mm. Like you know Chunk? From the Goonies? No, I didn't really watch that. Are you serious? Yeah, I think it's oh, before man, my I've time. Seen a lot. I think we have the DVD here. Oh. Let's put it on and just watch it and then, like, just have the podcast listeners listening to us watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, Chunk left uh, being an actor and he's, like, a totally fit, like, buff, like, a- huh. movie agent now or something like that. Weird. Look it up. But you didn't watch movies anyway, so you don't give a shit. <laughs> no, but uh, after I watch it, I definitely will look it up. Well, Nicolas Cage got buffed for Con Air, I'll tell you that. Uh, the guy in Guardians of the Galaxy is absurdly buffed. <laughs> what the hell? That guy's going to be huge. Yeah. I should just turn this podcast into movie chat. Because <laughs> the one with Tom, I talk about movies all the time, too. Oh, yeah. I got hyped. I know. I think this is a great topic. It's really fun. I wasn't expecting... Uh, I'm no, really we can digress. Thinking. No pressure. I don't want oh, you to no. freak out. No, about building this world, but we do need to get back to it because there's a lot of things. Yeah. What were we gonna say though? I cut you off. No, no, not at all. I'm just thinking about it. Well, for fun, you probably will watch like you'll go for runs in the '80s style autumn <laughs> fall. I love that. Yeah, like maybe there's a lot of situations where I'm running to do something and music is playing. And it's like, uh, you know, some kind of charming, low-stakes, fun thing. Yeah, you know? I like that. So that happens all the time. Low-stakes, I've fun. always got things to do, but it's not that bad if I don't do them. Is and it sort music of like playing in the background. Speaking of those movies, is it like when Ferris Bueller's running through the backyards at the end? No, way less strenuous. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty intense, actually. <sighs> yeah. So, like, Fiesta Farms or, like, some grocery stores closing. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to go to get, like, a pork yeah, chop. For, for my, uh, yeah, yeah, my wife is making dinner and I've, so I've got to get wife. applesauce. If I get married. 
Right. Eventually. Maybe you need to get applesauce for a date with one of the yeah, fixers. Yeah. I have a date coming over and I need applesauce, so I've got to run to the store. Can you do me a huge Jog favor? Jog to the store. Sure. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's a very autumn thing to do. Mm. Jog to the store for applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's very nostalgic right now. Yeah. And we are getting near the end of August, too, so I really do it's like it. I've seen some leaves fall already. Oh, God. The weather's so weird. But I want to ask you this. Mm. Can you differentiate... Uh, more the difference between a nice personality wise woman and a vixen like what they look like like what well, does a friend as i've already like? said on the record i feel i've rescinded that okay because i feel I'll, like i, I sound perverted no but i will talk about it <laughs> I well i do like create just the, it doesn't have to be about women i'd like the idea of creating <laughs> hypothetical people from well, your imagination yeah so hmm. like well, maybe I'll construct like say this woman that I meet and have a and have a relationship with in the utopia. Yeah. Okay. So you know, attractive. Yeah. Um, not that that's the first thing. Um, yeah, of course, but attractive is uh, subjective. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I find her attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. Hmm. Hmm. You know, obviously, sense of humor. Hmm. Thinks I find her funny. She finds me funny. That's good. Fun to have someone you joke around with. You like a funny one? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be weird. I If it wasn't. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I've maybe like sort of gone on dates or something with people who maybe I didn't find felt there was that funny connection with and it's weird. Um, yeah. People always say sense of humor like right away uh, with a person they want to date. I find that interesting. I've never... Yeah, people who just can't joke around, um, I have... Like, they give me anxiety. Isn't that weird how there's some super serious people? I guess those people... Or they deflect, like... uh, Like, you know, they'll be like, you know, dude, that's... You know what I mean? Like, they'll make some... Say some cliche weird... Uh, I'll be standing over here. (laughs) Yeah, classic. Yeah, like they use lines from, like, friends or something. Yeah, and I can't handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people without sense of humors are always, like, their way of joking is, like, saying, um, like, a cliche from sitcoms. Yes. It's so weird. Yeah. You ever notice that? I really do. They're like, could you be any more weird? And you're like, hi, how are you? Yeah, (laughs) I completely know know exactly. I'm thinking of someone but i'm not gonna say do it no no i can't you but can't, i know exactly what but you have you experienced it a lot on these dates not so much on but just like people i know or come, come across or whatever i know yeah. exactly how how many dates do you go on a week right now can i ask i kind of stopped for, for a couple months okay because i was kind of like Ugh. but i'm kind of starting again okay. so the last couple months hardly any Hardly any for a couple of months. That should be pretty intense. But you like that downtime, eh? I was just feeling like, I don't know. Go for some I, nice autumn jogs? Yeah, I was just feeling like, you know, I'm going to hold this off until I can go for a few autumn jogs. <laughs> and then maybe, you know, bring someone with me on an autumn jog. Aw, romantic at heart. Let's find another thing in your world. I want to see. So we're, it's got an ancient Rome look to it. Yeah. Um, In a way, I have to admit right now, Steve Winwood, Lawrence Gowan, and Phil Collins are sort of seeming like the town 
like the city the elders, elders yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, they make the laws. And they they do? Yeah. Oh my god, so you don't even make your own laws. <laughs> well, these yeah, guys are I like this weird them. like be like low budget traveling <laughs> Wilburys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're kind of like an oracle, so they got the screen in the sky, they got the smoke that surrounds it that yeah. you've added for my pleasure. There's Thank a great you. movie theater. I like going to the movies. Okay. And what does what style of movie theater would you Um you know, like the one uh, AMC at Young and Dundas. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, we James and I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy last week at the yeah. AMC in Toronto at Young and Dundas. It yeah. was delicious. We were in the VIP lounge. And this guy had his bare feet on the back of the chair. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. will move on. And then here. we were too polite. There was like, it was pretty empty. Yeah. And we sat right in front of him. And then Chris was like, turned around and goes <laughs> like, if no one comes, we'll move over. Yeah. And I was like, well, don't be too nice to him. The thing, see there, there was a reversal of roles. Yeah. I was giving James a hard time off the top. But I am definitely sometimes a super polite to a fault Canadian as well. You know what's funny about me though? <clears throat> I'm super polite and sometimes held in, I guess. But I have a, a, a very rarely a crazy temper. Very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us one time about when you did have a crazy temper? Or is that Usually it's like family fights or, you know, people who can yeah. irk you or people you're super close to, you know. Sometimes Your version of getting really like high decibel angry, what does that look like? God, I don't did know. Did you if break I can things? Do it. You I remember, something? like, I remember, like, like f- seven years ago, a guy in the street. I was walking with my girlfriend at the time, and a guy in the street said some comment, like, you know, nice whatever, and nice whatever. I, that doesn't you know sound what bad. I mean? Nice like, ass, something like that, right? And I like very rude. Went, I, I ta- like if some if certain things, and I like went like white hot angry, and I like screamed mm-hmm. at him, like, you know. Yeah. And I would have probably... What'd you like, scream? Whatever. I actually remember... I Not went, nice, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. I was like, fuck you, cocksucker. Wow. Yeah. And I got so mad. And I would have had a fight with you. Him. You kept walking and like, whatever. But sometimes That's if it's... pretty... Yeah. Were you scared about being out of control? No. Or? No. Like, if something makes me that mad, mm-hmm. I'm not scared at all. And I would like... You know what I mean? Murder? <laughs> I wouldn't murder anybody, but <laughs> a little bit of fisticuffs, yeah. Um, but it's very I just want to tell the listeners that uh, on the topic of murdering a jerk, mm. James got uncomfortable and reshifted his <laughs> way. He's sitting on the couch. Yeah, maybe the, I don't know, maybe my utopia would have a purge day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, but only yeah. But only I. Uh, but you're not afraid because it's like you run it or something. Like right? Yeah. yeah. Sure you t- no, I wouldn't have a purge day. But we all or, watch the purge. Actually, instead of us having a purge, we all pick a day and watch the purge movies in a beautiful, comfortable theater. Yeah, I like that. Can I ask you something? Actually, please um, do. It's it gave me a weird idea. Like, what if like um, being scared and like having violence that could still sort of like. And still fear in you. What if that is weirdly important and you don't want to erase that from... Because it makes you value what you might have. Like you know that what I temper? Mean? Your temper, th- you mean? I thought of that because I, well, I was just thinking about that right now. Because, like, no, like, if people are purging, so to speak, oh. committing crimes <laughs> all around you and you need to protect yourself or stay safe or whatever, what if that is valuable even in a utopian society so that 
when the dust settles, you can appreciate the even the beautiful world you've created. I don't know. <laughs> I just think because like maybe maybe I I, I yeah maybe the, like the a concept war has been to, fought. Yeah, like maybe or maybe. so maybe just the memory of a war has been fought yeah. and that keeps you grounded. Yeah. Well, maybe I've already. F- yeah. Maybe we've all already had to fight an invasion. Oh yeah, like and, this. And we because people say that invasion of what? Well, that's the thing. Well, people say that can- Canadians maybe aren't as patriotic or as passionate about it in some ways because we've never had to really, you know, f- have a fight for our country in in terms of like we well, obviously have been yeah. in the wars, world wars and stuff, but yeah. it wasn't like the states no, came we in or, for the or we ever rebelled against England or anything like that. Honestly, in like World War Two or whatever, like wasn't Mackenzie King just serving them drinks? <laughs> like he'd go to the same meetings as like Churchill yeah. and uh, yeah. Roosevelt or whoever it was, and I think and like they, he'd just like be like lemonade boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we never rebelled. Well, we so more... maybe maybe the utopia did rebel. Yeah. So maybe it was it used to be like like long ago. Yeah. Well, speaking of long ago, we do have the victory of the War of eighteen twelve. That's true. But in a way, that's so long ago that we don't care anyways. Yeah. And this was like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. In the yeah. Utopia. Yeah. Maybe like like yeah. during the 80s, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like, all fought uh, with like time traveling DeLoreans or something. Did you ever see Time Bandits? Yeah, of course. The bad guy in Time Bandits maybe held the Utopia. Yeah. And then me and maybe like my friends, so you yeah. and some of our other friends. Nice. Thanks. Like <laughs> Bravely killed, got him out of there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're still not killing anyone. Yeah, no, we banished, we put him in a cage. Yeah, but put him in a cage, nice. But it wasn't actually that dangerous. Like we weren't actually going to die. But when they're think in the we cage, were. do they appeal to us to our sen- <laughs> to our sensitive sides? No, no, because they're they're rotten. He's always oh, like, it's him. It's the one. I'm guy. going to get you. Yeah, he's like once I'm out of this cage. Yeah. And we hang him from a tree. Yeah, as an example. Well, I, I, well, on the outskirts of town, over a cliff. Yeah. And you, you want, you can go look at him. So if a child is complaining that they can't yeah. have, like, mint chocolate chip ice cream for dinner, the yeah. mother will, or the father will take him to look at the kids yeah. for a bit. <laughs> and be yeah. like, you know, it took us a long time to put this man in this cage. Yeah. You don't want us to let him out. Yeah, and he's sort of, like looking out the cage like ah, he sort ah. of helps though too right yeah he like, knows what is it mm-hmm. what what does the boy want <laughs> he kind of winks at the dad like, <laughs> <laughs> mint chocolate chip ice cream but we're all out unfortunately oh i would kill for mint chocolate chip <laughs> if you let me out of this cage you'd have all the ice cream and he's like don't listen to him yeah and then one boy might get tricked eventually in your utopian world and let the that's why we kill all the sons <laughs> there no, we just go. Just kidding. Just kidding. When we finally get to murder, it's like a super horrific. <laughs> well, uh, kill all the firstborn. Sons. Well, I like that, but you know, it's so funny because we do have the eighteen in real life Canada. We have the eighteen twelve victory, um, and then we don't care about it though because it's so abstract to us by now. And it was kind of England. Yeah, that's true. Right, it was England. So, I mean, I know Canada. We played a big part in the in the wars. Yeah. But it's different. Like the, the states no. was like, "Get out of here, England," and we were like, yeah. "That's okay." <laughs> yeah, they we didn't mind them being here. Yeah, 
It's true. Like, we still have the queen on our money. I think it is weird. I don't... I think that's weird. It's because we're super polite. (laughs) It's true. We don't want to be like, can we be our own thing? I don't know. Sometimes Canada, to me, still feels like an outpost, like, to the Commonwealth. Um, Apparently... Some, like, uh, you know, early 1900s, some people thought that, uh, like, some Canadians were actively trying to make Canada sort of like the the head of the British Empire, you know? Like, in, when, uh, in World War II, when England was worried, they were going to move, like, you know, maybe, like, the royal family would come here. Like, it's weird. Crazy, yeah. What stopped them? The mosquitoes? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. They couldn't put on a pair of skates. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's who would really be on important. the money, though? I, I wonder in my place. Who would? Yeah, be on the I money? love that. Hmm. Well, probably some. I mean, Steve Winwood and and <laughs> Winwood Collins and Gowan. They're all like the elders, but are there other influence? Because I know you like other. You really like. Um, I love baseball. Yeah, that's right. Would you play baseball there when you're not watching a movie or going oh, for an autumn yeah, run? Yeah, that'd be great. See, when I did Tim Gilbert's, <laughs> this is the funniest part uh, with Tim, is like he wanted a baseball league on his island. He was on an island, oh. okay? Um, a baseball league would be great. But it, even though it was his own utopia, he was like, but I'll play like in a children's league because I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what would your baseball league sort of be like? I still like the Blue Jays, so maybe, maybe like mm-hmm. I can still fly into port into the island airport and catch games very easily. Yeah, but so we have our own league. Um, I play in it, and you can just be good, right? Yeah, I guess I'm just good. Yeah, are you and good in real life? I can't remember. When I was in. in we played like together. We both school. missed a ball in the field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of bad. I was like pretty good <laughs> when I was like 16. It was the only sport I was pretty good at. Yeah. Could you crank them? No, I was a pitcher. I could. I pitched when I was a, uh, younger. Nice. Yeah, but my problem was I didn't get the competitive as much. Right. So I really tried to just get them in perfect and fast. Mm-hmm. So the guys would just connect with them. Yeah. And crank them out. Yeah. So I was like accurate and speed-wise, I was a good pitcher, but I wasn't tricking them. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Because totally. I was just trying to... You weren't throwing curveballs and stuff? Because I was young, so I was still trying to learn how to throw the perfect strike first. Yeah. And then I'd try to... That's know. sort of what I... I think that's like what a block... When people hit a block. Because around 16, yeah. you're just throwing fastballs. Yeah. And around there, you got to try to work in other stuff. That's I, around I when I stopped. That. Me too. That's around the age where I started smoking weed and skateboarding <laughs> all the time. I well, I was skateboarding all the time anyways, but then I just did that. And I then I eventually I stopped even skateboarding. <laughs> oh, man, I never skateboarded. Never yeah. really Well, you grew up smoked. in a smaller town, right? Kind of the country. I yeah, you grew up in the country. Basically not a town. Can you say where it is? Uh, yeah, it's like Caledon area. Yeah. So you're not even in Caledon. It's kind of a or, huge area. Was it Orangeville, too? Near there. Yeah. yeah. So you're just a... So, so not even in Orangeville, near it. So were you like moonshine at night crickets like i mean like moonlight crickets cricketing yep so not city at all oh not at all wow yeah wow yeah that's very i knew you're from a smaller area but not that yeah like you, you would did you have neighbors close by uh yeah but they're not like close like you walk out the back door and you don't see the house what do you see like woods and stuff 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did you go into those woods? Oh, yeah. Did you have woods on your property? Yeah. Is that where your dad still lives? Yeah. <laughs> How much woods do you have? Oh, some woods. Let's film a horror movie there. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. You should come up. I might have to go up <laughs> to uh, dog sit in the next in September for a day. So you should come up. Oh man, <laughs> I'm never coming back. I'm. Uh... <laughs> it's so oh, weird how like a city guy gets so scared of the woods. You always think of like murder. You know what? They are scary at night. Yeah, you think they wouldn't be? And I've like walked in them at night thinking like, but they're so scary. Yeah. Well, even like where Kathleen and I had our honeymoon, it was. Four, about four hours north outside of a super, super small town called Sundridge. So we're even past, we're like maybe an hour and a half at least past Huntsville even. Okay, this is very specific. (laughs) This is Ontario stuff, okay? But basically if you, Americans or other Canadians, you know Ontario has tons of woods and cottage countries just north of the city, right? So, yeah, we're like up in the woods, middle of nowhere in this sort of like eco-friendly cottage with just propane gas lights and no running water we used river water for everything wow yeah and anyways that property also had a huge thick woods and even during the day her and i were on this like crazy hike through the woods but because the woods were so thick and not on we weren't there's not a real path there it started getting dark like in the day just because of the thick of the woods wow and even then, I was like, I don't know where bears are here. There's all these rocks and caves and trees and... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, even during it's the day, I was thinking of, like, the Blair Witch or, like, a bear witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird when you're camping, too, how... Imagine you were, camp. like, in the woods and you got into a Blair Bear Witch <laughs> sandwich. The Bear Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what? It's weird when you're out in the woods. It so like and not in a house yeah. you get dirty so quickly like you yeah. you feel all of a sudden like oh my god i'm so dirty yeah oh well i thank you houses i love going up north just to wear grubby clothes yeah because yeah. then i'm like i don't care and then like every time you come back to the city after beat up north for a while you kind of try to rock the cottagey grubby clothes look for a bit and then you're <laughs> like all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but when you're in the city speaking of like utopian wishes a lot of city people weirdly have a fantasy about returning to the wilderness oh yeah like being alone cottages yeah cottage but yeah also being like almost like sort of like zen hermit or something you know Mm -hmm. like well maybe that's just me but (laughs) but the truth is is like when we're on this place and maybe you can relate What's the actual area called where you grew up? Oh, it's it would be Caledon. Caledon. Okay, so is it and it's that quiet? Like where we were, it was like all you could hear was the wind and the river, nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And after a while, and like we didn't really have like our laptops or our phones going or anything like that either. So after a while, when you're with your mind that much, you realize. It's not like easy one, two, three to become a Zen Buddhist monk or like a Zen monk or something. Mm -hmm. Like it's baby steps because your mind, because of all the information you're constantly taking in in the city and in the computers and everything, is basically constantly screaming a barrage of nonsense. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I do. You ever find that when you go up to it's like visit home that like it. you're just like it's really quiet here. Well, it's it's like a house though, so there's TV and my oh. computer and all that stuff. So, yeah. but I do know what you mean. But do you try and walk out and like? Oh, I do. I totally moments? do. But I know what you mean. It's hard to shut off your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry to digress so much, but I get jazzed about the idea of having a place to, yeah, just be one with Nate. Hmm. That would be nice. Yeah. Maybe one of these podcasts I will try to describe my own utopian world one day. But I think that's basically as easy as it will be. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mine is, uh, mine's like, um, mine probably looks like the U of T campus or Harvard campus, like a university campus. That's sort of ancient Romy already, still, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of, like, a lot of trees, walk everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I feel like there's, like, a, the original series Star Trek world that's kind of like that. Yeah. You know I what I mean? that's what I meant when I said ancient Rome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Star Trek version of ancient yeah, Rome. Yeah, yeah. So really, like, clean. It already seems like that with the elders on the screen anyway. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of Star Trek-y. You know, like... They, you hear them talking, but their mouths don't move. Like you hear their minds telling you stuff. It'll be cool. I would devote a lot of money to science uh, study. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, and and in the utopia. Yeah, that's cool. There'd be but like, would you get involved with the science study? Yeah, you know, I'd spearhead a lot of projects. Space elevator. Oh yeah. You know, uh, what is a space elevator? It's like this idea. Is that, it like Charlie in the glass elevator? <laughs> it's this idea that they'd I don't I don't I don't think anyone's proven it's like even possible, but some people think it is. Yeah. Where you like if you send this like super strong wires that are so long they literally go out of the, you know, into where it, they lose gravity. Okay. And that would hold it up because I guess because it would be weightless at the top. Well, it would be attached anchored to earth. Anchored to earth on the bottom and then hanging up there. Right. If it wasn't anchored to earth, it would float away. To some, like, you know, to the the top of it would be out of the atmosphere. Yeah. And then if you ran an elevator up and down that. I know it sounds ridiculous. To the moon. Google it. No, no, not to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> to, like. I would love an elevator to the moon. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It'd be um, a long ride. But, like, it would be so much cheaper, I guess, to get... Because once you're out of the atmosphere, once you're away from gravity's pull, so it's it super like easy el- to get but, around. Would you build a space dock around it so that when you get up to the elevator, there's ships docked there that you can get exactly. in? Exactly. Oh, my God. Because what that. the hardest thing of getting into space is pulling away from the gravity. But once you're out of it, you can zoom all over the place. I have no idea. No, it's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're in gravity, once you're out of gravity... Well, there's space no, there's, is the limit. You you just need a little push and you'll go super far. You know what's funny when like people say sky's the limit? Mm. Yeah, it's not, not quite. The, yeah, not the biggest limit. No. You've kind of like space, the universe is the limit. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the idea about the universe being like a bu- like a bu- like a, just a bubble amongst other universes and maybe like a giant thing? I watched a documentary on this recently called Particle Fever. Yeah, you told me I still need to watch it. You still need to watch it. And some physicists think that that that's the case, that there's a multiverse. Multiverse, I love that word. It uh, freaks my mind out. Yeah, we're just a bunch of bubbles. Well, I feel like deep down, and what do you think about this? Deep down inside the atoms of our own body is uh, like, it could be just more multiverse. 
Because they don't yeah. know what's in between the quarks and all that stuff in our own atoms. Yeah. There's still space there. I mean, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you would have money to develop exactly those kind of ideas. Yeah, maybe the utopia is in, in an atom or something. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to say it. Just because I <laughs> digress there. But I do like this elevator to his dock. Yeah, I'll put a space elevator in there. So how about in your utopian world where we've got access to outer space and spaceships, no problem. Mm-hmm. We take the elevator up to the dock once the... Because you don't have to stop. You don't have to be like, oh, in my utopian perfect world, I'll fund these projects. <laughs> how about we skip that funding part? And we'll, they'll already be named the James Hartnett Space Elevator because you funded them okay. prior, if you like. Cool. Now they're already there. Now you go up the space elevator to the dock and you get on a ship. Utopian world... Um, where do you go in this spaceship? Um, well, uh, moon colony, Mars colony. So there's already colonies up there. Yep. So basically your utopia might be just a fast forward for us like a few hundred years into the future. Oh, shit. Yeah, true. But with ancient Rome stylings on the planet below. Maybe that comes back. I love it. Although, it will come back once everything crumbles, I'm sure. Yeah. Which is happening right now, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you think every single generation thinks that their is their generation is the one that's crumbling society now? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I do. Yeah. What? People, there's like a quote from like 1500 or something that's famous. That's like children today are different and blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Give me a break. I already catch myself being like the young. We're never going to make it with these young people. But it's like, what am I talking about? What am I doing that's so great? David's always going on about Generation Y. Yeah. Isn't that what the new ones and are And the called? millennials. Oh, yeah, the millennials. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. Millennials believe this. We, Gen Xers, believe this. You love David. <laughs> you talk to, talk about him a lot. I don't talk about him that much. <laughs> David, the other day, was saying something about the millennials. So I like that there's moon colonies and Mars colonies, but we mm. can even go, like, are we... Have we discovered some of these other uh, Goldilocks? This may be on a terraformed Mars, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is on a terraformed Mars, now we're the talking. utopia itself. A terraformed Mars that only knows about 80s soft rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's wicked. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Mars is terraformed and we're, you know, yeah. this is hundreds of years in the future and... Uh, and, uh, be, like, you know, different groups have landed on Mars and made their own utopias. Yeah. I'm one of them. You're one of the groups on Mars. Mm. You're not going to go further. You're not going to go to, like, Titan or something. Uh, you know, we're sending probes to... Titan looks too cold. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to live there. It's a sheet of ice around the whole moon, right? Yeah. What's the moon? Uh, is it Titan? There's a moon that uh, is, like, a, a liquid oceans. I think that might be it. Might be Titan. One of Jupiter's moons, I think. Maybe. And uh, we're gen- to- this is not a genius podcast. This is a... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, a hypothetical but, what if my... Yeah. Yeah. But we'd be doing missions to all these places. And- <laughs> so you would really, really feel like ultimately you'd feel super comfortable and like in love with the idea of just having a good time on a newly terraformed colony like on Mars. Yeah, that kind of has an autumn mm-hmm. you know, university campus vibe. <laughs> uh, can I say this? Interestingly enough that you definitely need it to be university vibe. You actually live 
sort of around UFT. where you lived when you went to UFT. Very true. You I, and you're really old now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but you do ha- like sort. Of, there's something about the vibe of like being near a university campus, like. What is that energy? Or? Well, no, it's not the. It's, I'm not that close. I'm not like you know on campus, but I'm in. You the, live the on area a block that's surrounded by student housing. Yeah, some of it. Some of it. But okay. I live there because I lived before there, like right by you, basically. Which is <laughs> it's getting so specific. <laughs> I used to live at Bathurst and Bloor. Yeah, Toronto. We're in Toronto, so by pretty the way. close. Anyway, long story right. short, I just like that neighborhood because there's a lot of trees and you can walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not really the fact that the university is nearby. I just like the trees. And you're comfortable with the neighborhood because you've been there for so long. You won't leave it. (laughs) No, I'm just Well, no, because as I said, I lived pretty much where you do, Chris, uh, for about four years. Bathurst and Bloor? Yeah. Like, are you saying where I live now is close to that? Pretty much. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty much. I guess you're, you're in the annex. Yeah. Oh my god, it is getting too Toronto specific. <laughs> but okay, it's not a problem. I'm just teasing you. I think it's fine. But you still you're the funny thing is in real life, as much as you're trying to deflect being close to UFD now, <laughs> your your perfect world, you're kind of going right back into the heart of UFD. Well, which I gotta tell the listeners, I, if you don't know for some reason it's the University of Toronto. But I'm not saying I wanna live in a university and like No, but you want 20. it to be campus style. I just like the look of it. Yeah. Like old stone buildings, yeah. you know, trees. Romantic. I really like trees. Trees, and winding pathways through trees around old stone buildings. Right. That's all I mean. Yeah. And not that, like, well, you know, 19-year-olds. No, but that... Yeah, I know. I'm not trying to insinuate that you want to be around children <laughs> trying to get an education. I get the idea that it's a vibe. I like... And like ancient Rome had that vibe. They went to school forever, right? They like... Think True. about those philosophers, you know, hanging out by these giant like pillars and all that like so you you know yeah uh, oh wait maybe i'm thinking of greece <laughs> oh yeah greece. <laughs> yeah but either way they both had pillars and mm. and like there definitely would be pillars and universities have that same sort of facade those facades on their buildings right? yeah and definitely a star trek set had those facades <laughs> yeah it would there would be a star trek like they're always like welcome to our planet we are uber yeah. civilized and then all of a sudden you find out they eat Vulcans or something, <laughs> or like um, they're like there was a Star Trek one where they're all sort of living a paradise, but then what is it? Oh, that was I think they took it from time the the time machine. Mm-hmm. It's like a paradise, but then someone commits a crime, like a meaningless crime, and they yeah. murder him. <laughs> the time machine. I'm actually weirdly reading it right now. Oh wow, it's so good. The really? movie, the 1960 movie, doesn't do the story. Well, what about the early 2000s movie with Guy Pierce? Never saw it, but I do like Guy Pierce. He's really underrated. He's very underrated, but it almost seems like Hollywood is yeah, into yeah. casting him as an evil dude now. Yeah, Prometheus. Some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I think I saw a clip of like the movie Lawless, and he was a real jerk in that too. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh God, Guy. Well, okay. We've really built this world pretty good now. I'm really liking it. We're on Mars. You're in a new colony. It's got the university-ish vibe to it mm. where there's all these buildings of knowledge that you can walk to through tree paths with through trees. And mm-hmm. it's very romantic, actually. I like that. And then 
Also, we have the nightclub uh, <laughs> where it's like all 80s. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go for all, it's but the whole thing is very autumnal, actually, because mm. school vibe has that going back to school in yeah. the fall vibe, you know, nice collegiate sweaters with leaves stuck on your shoulder like oh look at this <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we've got the elders that are just like these old musicians yeah. that kind of talk with their minds and teach you to dance and yeah yeah help me in my personal journey it's very good is there anything i'm forgetting right now baseball the jays you can see the jays play all the time yeah there's a special flight to the island airport so i can see the jays play yeah so um, this is still the real yeah. Like you go to Toronto. Yeah, I take a spaceship to Toronto. You, but you spaceship to the space elevator. The exactly. James Harden at space elevator. Yeah. Take that down. This the, I build the space elevator into a Does it lead into from- the sky dome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then once That's in a good. while Encarnacion hits a home run off the space elevator. Clink. Yeah, if you hit the space elevator, that's an automatic home yeah. run. <laughs> I love that. Encarnacion was back two days ago. How'd he play? I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't watch them until until they start winning again. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, I get But it is true. I put on one of the Seattle games. I saw them down. Watched about three innings. Was like, I, you know. I know. It, Isn't that, is that bad? As no, a fan I'm the that same. You don't care? Yeah. I'm the same. It's like, tell me when you're good again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, call me when you've uh, pulled it together, BJ's. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, anything else? Let's see. I wish I, I should really start writing these questions down. But we really got rolling yeah. off the top. It was very easy going with you. It's nice. Oh, thanks. With Tom Henry, it was like uh, he's a little mellow, wishy washy. Oh. He didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I know. Well, I I <laughs> had that experience because at first I was really just letting loose, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait. I'm basically a sex criminal. Like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I think you got too intense about it. No way. It's not like that at all. Hey, you know what? We have like a. I, I bet you a bunch of women uh, that I have on here will be like, no shitheads. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it's makes so sense. True. You should ask for what you want. You're right. You're right. You get what you want. This is what I don't. This is what people need to understand. You design the world you want. Right. If you like spicy Latina babes <laughs> with like short skirts on, man, you know, I feel like people should be okay to say that. It's funny how we don't. We live in a society where you feel like you can't say a specific thing you like. That turns you on. <laughs> I just picked that uh, example out of thin air, by the way. That has nothing to do with anything. No. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I guess this is all part of like I said, I'm I hold myself in sometimes unless I get really angry. Yeah. So So maybe these angry bursts that happen once every 7 years or whatever, mm. they happen <laughs> because you're not expressing a confidence maybe, with your desires. Maybe. Cuz I'm very open. Yeah. But maybe I just I don't know. You've yeah. been very open this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had a breakup and then was super open about it. But it's so healthy. I agree. I and think your you... comedy that you do about relationships now is amazing. Thanks, Chris. Like amazing. Thanks. Everybody's blown away. It's so <sighs> funny, so sharp. Thanks, man. Yeah. No Thanks. problem. Yeah, but I gotta get to the I, I gotta get to the bottom of dancing. Maybe that's like Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. I gotta get to, well, I'll tell you an anecdote that I heard from my uncle or a family friend, I forget, but they said uh, my dad and my mom, they're at like a, a resort and 
um, the DJ and his friends playing the dance music for the for the tourists uh, were black, and they were going on the microphone and <clears throat> like in a fun way, totally like having fun, making fun of my dad like dancing like a white man. Yeah, and then he cranked it up. Uh-huh. He danced even harder. <laughs> so picture a guy. With his little, like, white butt wriggling around <laughs> and his arms pumping, maybe to the beat, maybe not. But then taking that and cranking it to, like, 11. That's and like, really eh. funny. You know what I mean? Like, ultra white man dancing. That's really funny. So maybe, you know, maybe that's the thing to do sometimes is, like, not blow everyone away with your moves. Like, wow, this guy's smooth. But make everyone laugh. Like, haha, he's just having fun. It's really, I, I, it's a bad thing. I was at... I was at a bar and there was a girl I thought was sort of cute. She was kind of dancing and I'm like yeah. frozen. Well, you can do the head bop to like you have rhythm, can't you? Yeah, I do. I can play guitar. I can play like piano and drums a little bit. You sing on point. I don't know what it is, man. Um, a person that can't dance that's really going for it is kind of cute. It's like watching like a squirrel ride a jet ski or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I've danced with you and Tom. I don't, rem- I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. Well, those were the nights, eh? Yeah. Is it going to be one of those nights tonight? Uh, I have to get up early. I just can't do it anymore anyways. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Getting older. Yeah. Do you get old on this uh, on Mars? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think I get older. Yeah? Are you going to have the same haircut? Are you going to have a different hair? Yeah, I pretty much always had this haircut, so I probably won't change that. What about a beard? Grow a wise um, beard or something? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're in like a Socrates-ish era of uh, living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have a, 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 a rugged beard. And maybe I experiment with, you know, really long hair. Did you hear that Socrates was, like, super ugly and dirty? <laughs> Seriously, have you ever heard, heard that? I haven't heard that. Yeah, apparently he stank. He was, like, super ugly by, like, old reports or whatever. <laughs> old reports. <laughs> yeah, not, like, the news reports. In. Yeah. Socrates showed up again today, stinking everybody out of the Parthenon. <laughs> Anyways, oh, the thing is, is maybe sometimes when you let yourself go and you're ugly and stinky, that's when you think the hardest about things. <laughs> Because you're not busy, like, flirting and playing volleyball on the beach. Yeah. Maybe I should experiment, have the option of changing, you know, my uh, looks. Maybe there's, like, a a day. Maybe there's, like, a machine that just gives you, like, different Mm. looks for, like, depending on the night. You know what I found cool? This book, in this book, uh, Kurt Vonnegut book, Sirens of Titan. Yeah. It's in the future, and everybody wears, like, I can't remember exactly, but I think everyone wears masks. So that no one can be biased based on looks or no, you don't get special oh, yeah. treatment because you're handsome or pretty. He's such a humanitarian. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> that, maybe we a... do that. Yeah. Maybe. It doesn't sound like you really want to do no, that. No, I don't really want to do <laughs> You got a good look. You can go out there and oh, own it. Please. Thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> regular dude. Well, Nothing crazy. Yeah. It's not like uh, you had a hammer accident to the face or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I'm sure some people think you're good looking. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you get some swipes on Tinder, right? I do. Yeah, you know, here and there. Any? Uh... <laughs> 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 so, this is, can I ask you about Tinder for a sec? Sure. 
would there be Tinder in this on Mars? <laughs> no, no, I don't even need it. I don't even need it. You don't even need it. You're got busy all night. Yeah. In real life on Tinder, you swipe. Which way do you swipe when you like a a girl? To the right. To the right. Swipe to the left if it's not right. Yeah. You ever swipe to the left by accident? Oh, yeah. Swipe to the right by accident? Yep. Shoot. Yeah. Okay, so you're swiping right. This one, because I'm not on Tinder, I'm married. Mm. And I don't know why I would do it otherwise for fun, you know? Mm. Some people do, but I think that would be weird. Yeah. I would not. Like, yeah. I, I just get it as a joke. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Judging faces. Yeah, and putting pretty pictures of, or handsome pictures of myself up. Oh, man, that'd be Come hard for on. me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would just put my wife's paintings of me up there. That would be really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or just, yeah, raccoon with a hat on or something. But, like, this is what I want to say. You swipe right, so you're choosing all these girls that you're sending the signal out there, like, hey, I possibly would like to date you. Right. And in the meantime, you're collecting other girls swiping right on your picks. Only, yeah, but you only match if you've both swiped right. You don't know if oh. you have no idea if only one of you did. That's what I was wondering. Because I was wondering, could there be some swipe rights from ladies that you do not respond to? You only know because you forget. You're like, sure, 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 no, no, sure, no, and then you forget even who the people were. It's really fast, eh? Tons of faces, like all day. There's like a million. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's weird. Sometimes I'm like, this is so dumb. But yeah. it's addictive and it's hard not like there's so many times in a day you're like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of do it just for it's like yeah. addictive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many Tinder dates have you gone on? <laughs> uh, this is turning into Christina Walkinshaw's blog now. <laughs> <laughs> um I oh man, I don't know. Not that, not an absurd amount. Like I said, I haven't really done it in a couple months, but I don't know, a few for sure in the line, over a few month period. Yeah, and I uh, yeah I did okay Cupid too. Yeah, Tinder because right. it's sort of like when you're single. I guess why not? I don't know. No, it's totally good, and you know what? A lot of people don't put them out there like that when they're single, and probably develop weird habits by themselves in a bathtub you never know yeah it's true i think it's uh good to be proactive and i think that i like how you're keeping this mind frame when you design your mars colony perfect mm. utopia mm. um what about food jeez mm. we're getting near the end but i definitely like because you're kind of a picky eater to a degree right you're health conscious yeah picky. you don't cheat too much right? <laughs> i like trying new things but maybe yeah like- I, yeah, gross food. Some I don't eat too much. Right, gross food. That's so. There'd be a lot of like, hmm, really like nice brunch breakfast meals, eggs. Can you hear my neighbors? <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? One of my neighbors, and I should just <laughs> say this now on the third podcast because it'll probably pop up. One of my neighbors creates his own electronic dance music. <laughs> So you can hear it every now and then. But this sound... And they also DJ, so I can mm. just... Oh, God. They're nice guys, but dance music beats every now and then in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... <clears throat> Sorry pretty I wild. cut you off, but... No. You know what? I Because we, we mentioned the time machine just briefly, I want to go back. Because in the movie version, the 60s movie version... They have these giant bowls of giant lush fruits. What do you think about something like that? 
Uh, fruit, I eat fruit, but I know it's not like I really crave you it. Cra- okay, I re- so maybe I there'd be fruit. like there'd be lots of really nice brunch places. Oh yeah, egg like sausage. Oh, that place is so good. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there'd be a lot of like, a lot of like, um, hmm. Uh, like a sometimes a burger is really great. Yeah, a good burger. Right? Yeah. Have I had a good bur- burger with you? Good burger. No, like I mean, like yeah, we had one last week. Where a burger priest? Oh yeah, that was the best. And you know, yeah, oh yeah, and I really like 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 a steak on the barbecue. Yeah, like salad. Yeah, you know. So are there cows, or how are we getting these steaks? Mm, Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Well, probably technology has advanced to the point where they just grow. Cows without heads, so and then just kill them. <laughs> and you're fine with that, like yeah. growing meat. Yeah, that yeah. looks like a cow on the outside. Yeah, it's like this gross tube-like animal with no. Interestingly skin. enough, Tim Gilbert designed meat tubes as well. What? Yeah. Oh, how weird! Meat tubes. We I, all want to eat meat, but we don't really want it to come from the cow stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm reading uh, Oryx and Crake, the Margaret Atwood book, and it's in the future. Yeah. And they're like, they're the, they're meat tube animals. Is that part of this trilogy? Yeah. What what number is that in the trilogy? Number one. Yeah, because I heard it's really great. It's great. She's good, eh? Yeah. Canada. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, so there'd be these... Meat like, tubes. So everybody's hot about meat tubes so now. Basically, like, there's an underground, this sort of place nobody talks about. Yeah. And creepy scientists work in it. Yeah. And they're like... I'm glad they're still creepy. Yeah. And they... Scientists uh, are always creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Speaking that's, of sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, we uh, prefer religion. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then they grow... They basically grow these... Um, Animals without heads or brains in their heads. Yeah, maybe they just don't have brains in their heads. So just, <laughs> <laughs> just more meat. Yeah, more meat for the eaten. And Instead they of brains, look at we got like, steaks. Yeah. <laughs> in their head. Yeah. This is meat in the... It's funny steaks. because cows don't have awesome brains anyway. <laughs> but no. we're just getting rid of what they now do. Now they really have. don't feel pain or know what, even what's happening. So do you kill them for fun then? You can. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. They just laugh and their heads fall to the ground. Oh, my God. Remember we were talking about the perch? Maybe, yeah. like... Oh, this is pretty dark. Maybe, like, the scientists make humans that don't have brains. Yeah. And you can hunt them and kill them. <laughs> oh, <funny>. my God. <laughs> Here we go. See, right when we're getting near the end, we're hunting humans with no brains now. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's almost not- like the Planet of the Apes humans. Oh. Like, remember, they were, like, kind of animals. I don't remember. No, you didn't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not necessarily sold on that idea, but just throwing it out there. We were talking about the purge, so maybe no one really gets hurt. Is that part of the purge to hunt humans? Well, I haven't no, seen it. Kill every like one day a year. You can commit any crime you want, right? So you just kill people. Yeah. So, you know, but I wouldn't want to do that. But maybe it gives people the option. Me neither. I don't want my utopia to have uh, human hunting and murdering and stuff. My personally, but I do get it. Yeah. I do get that we are all humans, whether we admit it or not, our unconscious is suppressing maybe some of these dark desires. Yeah. Or not that's desires, we, but fears and anger, right? You know? I think that's why you like, like I don't know, David Lynch movies or something where you, yeah. like, it hints to these weird urges. Well, I want to get into meditating, and David Lynch Me too. 
started meditating around the eraser head days oh. and he meditates twice a day ever since then and look at his freaking movies man i want to do that they too. look like dreams from the un- unconscious right yeah they totally do and so he just sits there drinks coffee all day and meditates like totally um 100% like you know indulging the mind oh man which we run away from all the time it's true <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> I don't know if this podcast is comedy or not. I think it's just hangs. Well, on. because it you know gets into like your all of a sudden gets personal and you start. It gets yeah. weird. Yeah, I'm, but that's how it should be. I agree. Um. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Is there anything else? Like, ah, damn, we got dark. Right near the end. Sometimes I love that. It's the goodies. Shoot, I should. But I love that you're suggesting that option. Can you edit? No. I don't want to edit. Oh, okay. Let me just... But if you really don't want... No, no, no. I meant you could... I don't know. Oh, cut out us talking about Con Air. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one that started that. I'll take the blame for all the Con Air (laughs) shit in the middle. But what I really want to say is... We'll wrap it up with this. Say, hypothetically, there is human, idiot human hunting now mm. on the Mars colony for kicks. Mm. What weapons do you use? Oh, I, I feel like a uh, really powerful laser sight rifle. Um, maybe a laser mm-hmm. gun. So are you in position or are you running along chasing? Yeah, maybe laser you can reenact like, you know, like... Caveman days? Yeah, but you have a you're like I feel like you're yeah you're sniping them mm-hmm. like from a you know with this laser and it's like it just goes like <laughs> and like goes right through the head of the human clean very clean clean no barely even a whiff of smoke just like like the hole is instantly cauterized from like, the heat of the laser yeah and maybe what <laughs> might be fun is um to and put some excitement in your life you can be hunted but the laser's yeah. just. What about do you keep a smart brain or do you get your brain removed? (laughs) Then you don't even know you're doing it for fun. Mm, That's true. I wonder if those guys that get chased by bulls in Spain lose some of their brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's because that's kind of like the closest thing we have here. That's what we call an adrenaline junkie. Right. You're right. All right. Well, do you feel good about your world right now? Are you relaxed? Yeah, I mean, I definitely had to go back and forth in some things, and it's totally understandable. These are just preliminary. What my podcast sets out to do is get you thinking so that when you leave the podcast, mm. you go home and start building on the one you really want to live in. Oh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds excellent. Well, I definitely like um, a lot of your ideas. Thanks. Did you have fun on the podcast today? I had a great time. It's a really great idea. Do you have... Um, I don't know when this is coming out because I'm still getting it set up. But do you have anything like in the early September or anything to promote or coming up? Um, I, I think, uh, I think I'll have some a sort of podcast you can download called the Abernathy Zone with Katie Crown. Okay, I think that's the interviews. Yeah, funny interviews. Cool. And yours will probably be funnier than this one. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this is you're really funny. <laughs> so are you? Oh, God, thanks. And I think that's pretty much it. Sweet. At James Hartnett on Twitter. And you're always jumping on shows, performing live. Yep. Yes, at, follow time. at James Hartnett. Dot, 
or at James Hartnett at Twitter. Really funny. And you have a website, right? JamesHartnett.com. And shows are listed on there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And videos. Funny videos, some with Chris. Yeah, we're make, we got some videos, web series coming up. Yeah, we're doing some, so... But we won't say that much because we haven't <laughs> even started yet Yeah, filming, but... Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much, James, for coming on. <laughs> One last thing you want to say to anybody? Uh, I just want to say, guys, thanks for listening, and have a good one. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, James. Yeah, that was the uh, Utopia to Me podcast with James Hartnett. Thanks so much for listening. He's uh, a really great guy, super funny. That was such a fun time chatting. Please keep following him at, at James Hartnett or start following him at James Hartnett on Twitter and check out when he's doing shows because he's so funny live. Uh, yeah, so thanks again, James Hartnett, for coming on. I appreciate it. And that's it for me. That's it for us. That's it for episode three, but check it out. If you ever see me at a show or you want to follow, oh yeah, follow at Utopia to me um, on Twitter and also send me private messages, man. If you want this Nautica golf shirt, blue and white stripe, it's really nice. Oh yeah, you would look so nice in it as you go for dinner and get surf and turf. Can you put lobster tail on top of my steaky poo? Look at my new shirt. Just ask me, man. It's here on my chair, folded up. I will give it to you. All right, th- that's it. Utopia to me. I'm on iTunes, Twitter, Blogger, all these other things. Stitcher, I think it's called. Just tell everyone about it and let's party. Thanks, guys. Thank you.